From the Podcast Detroit studios and Zoom everywhere else, the making of champions. Professional boxers inspiring amateur athletes to become champions. Presented by Joe Lewis, champion of them all, Furbin, in association with USA Boxing, Golden Gloves of America, and BigFightWeekend.com. Join your hosts, Tanya Cole and Marquise Johns, with special guests from around the world of amateur and pro boxing, celebrating the legacy of Joe Lewis, whose status as the first African-American national hero showed the importance of being a leader and a role model inside and outside of the ring. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Making of Champions. I'm Tanya Cole, and with me I've got Marquise Johns with Big Fight Weekend. Marquise, who do we have with us today? Absolutely, Tanya. Thanks for having me on as always. And once again, we are joined back on the program by a man who is currently on a five-fight win streak, uh, who is in action, I think, tentatively later on this year as well. Uh, we are joined once again to the program through uh, Joe Lewis Podcast, uh, Make Your Champions, Cassius Clay Collard. Clay, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for asking. Cool, man. Hey, the last time we had you on, uh, you, were, you were preparing for your fight against Maurice Williams, which made, you made quick work of the pretty well in the second round. And, uh, one question I have for you about that fight, was there anything that you did preparation-wise beforehand, or was this the same as usual for you? Uh, just same as usual, man. We just get ready and focus on, you know, what we want to do in the fight, and, and then just go out there and get it done, so... Absolutely, and that you did do. I think we even mentioned on the show that we were having you knock this guy out in the second round, and that is exactly what happened in your fight. Six, seven, eight. Come to me, come to me. You Ways up, down. You know, you got to keep a guy like that off balance. You have to be physically strong because he's physically strong. You got to have a pop to, to make him respect you, or he's going to do this all night long. And another thing. Left hand lands up top, right hand comes in. He's in real trouble and it's over. TKO victory, Clay Collard. Uh, the one thing I did want to ask you about in terms of that fight, uh, of your show so far in the bubble, is that your favorite stoppage so far or was it the one against Lamont Nelson? Um, I mean, they, they, they were both about the same. As, uh, I wish I would have caught him with that one shot that put him down. Yeah, but you know, I got the TKO, and I'm happy about that. So, absolutely. And in fact, they're saying that you know Clay Collard can't be stopped. I think you got him in that second round at a minute fifty-four. And uh, you know, I must say that um, we said it here first on the making of champions. So, Marquise, go into the significance of this um, since we're looking at Clay as being the 2020 Fighter of the Year contender. Who are the other ones that um, are sort of like up there in terms of in the running for this award? And how does this put Clay one step closer to that dream? Absolutely. Clay, you may have heard this before, man. I know you don't, yeah, but you may downplay this. But in terms of fighters being active in Fighters of the Year, you, you're joining conversations as Tyson Fury this weekend if Jelson Rosario wins against uh, Jamel, Jamel Charles with an E. Uh, a lot, you know, big names, as you well know, just in the, the, just the general world of boxing. Do you do you how's how do you anticipate any of that or does that does that bother you at all whatsoever? Uh no man. I, I I think you know my my name's starting to become big. So yeah. um I I think I, I deserve to be in in the running and you know if I get a couple more wins, you know, it could be mine. So I'm just I'm just focused on my next fight and getting ready and being prepared and coming home with the victory. So 
I know in the last interview, you talked a little bit about um, that you don't do any film studies. Um, your style's a little bit on the barbarian side and that you're a very aggressive and tenacious fighter. Um, but outside of your determination and your continuous practice and training, what do you think has brought you to this point? Um, I mean, I think my coach has a, a big part to do with that, you know, keeping me focused and, um, you know, just always pushing me to my limits and, and you know, always working to better my fight game. So um, I definitely think that has a, a big part to play in it and then just you know staying focused and staying consistent I know one part of your strategy has been to um, embrace sort of being considered the underdog and that sort of sets you up as you go into the fights um, if you're named fighter of the year how do you think that's going to change your mentality as a fighter if at all uh, if anything, you know, it's going to put more pressure to win, you know. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I want to I wanna rise to the occasion. And so I'm just going to keep working hard. And, and whether I'm the underdog or not, I'm going to go in there and fight my fight every time. So, um, I mean, it, all that stuff, you know, you can't let it really affect you. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just – working hard every day and, and working towards bettering myself. So. Now, I know at some point you plan on returning to the PFL. And I know you have such a big impact on what's happening in the boxing world in terms of your contribution. Do you still plan to return back to the PFL? And if so, what about boxing? Yeah, so I, I, I am scheduled to start PFL in 2021. You know, I got this the, the rest of this year to, to get a couple more, you know, big fights in and, you know, hopefully win that fighter of the year. If if not, I, I just want to fight and win belts and, and beat guys and, and I'll have a chance to do that with PFL. So um, I, I am excited about that. As far as, you know, if I'm leaving boxing or, or whatever, I'm, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know what the future holds. I I could very well come back to boxing and, and just stick with it. It just depends on how that PFL season goes, you know. So mm -hmm. um, the good thing is I don't have all my eggs in one basket. You know, I have I have options. And and so I'm, ex I'm just excited about being able to fight and, you know, hopefully get a couple belts and, and you know, keep the train rolling. So Yeah. Um, some are saying that beyond the belts, that you really are re-energizing the sport. And we had a chance to talk to uh, Michelle Rosado last week, who talked a little bit, and maybe Marquise can hop in there some, yeah. about how champions are now considered those that can be sort of matched up with sort of the easy fight. Um, a very strong boxer with a quote-unquote underdog. Um but that's not your approach in terms of the fights that you've taken. And in fact, that you've kind of flipped that paradigm a little bit some. So Marquise, if you want to fill in the gaps for me, you can. And then we'll bounce back to Clay in terms of telling us, you know, what does that mean? Because you've, you've sort of turned that on its head in terms of being matched up with very competitive boxers, but then you're beating them. Absolutely. And to piggyback what she said as well, uh, Clay, give the question to Squint again. Uh, Michelle mentioned uh, in terms of fighters making their way up through the ranks. The big thing that she mentioned was marketing. 
And one thing that I remember that talk, people talked about you just, you know, fighting during the whole year. And you got, you received Stephen Slaybo, as you know, just fighting in the ring, these bubble shows, as the prospect killer. So mm-hmm. I was wondering, did, explain the process that, in, our, in your mind, Clay, just how have you been able to use it, just use your new, your new fame and just your new approach of everything and pretty much just changing the narrative and of the guy that was supposed to come in just, you know, to make these prospects look good to the guy making these prospects hand L's out. I mean, with me, it's uh, if you want to beat the best, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's the approach I took, um, and, and I think it got me noticed. So yeah, I mean, undefeated guys, prospects coming up. I mean, those are those are the type of dudes I want to beat. You know? Yeah. Um, I I don't care that I have that I don't have eight. KOs on my record like some of these guys, you know, but I, I'm fighting better competition, so yeah, um, yeah I'm, I mean, if you want to beat the best, you got to beat the best, and, and that's the approach I took, and, and you know, that's what I've been working towards, so I mean, I know in the article that was recently published, you talked about um, your relationship with your coach, and it's the article that's named How Clay Collard Found His Inner Cassius you talk about Coach Ald, and um, you talked a little bit about how you all met. And the intriguing part of that article was, is that how you all began your relationship is that Coach Alt, in fact, told you that you weren't that good. So can you tell us a little bit about how you all met, why he says that your bond is why you all win fights together, and a little bit about your journey together? Yeah, I mean, um, I, I ran into Coach at a gym, and, and I started chit-chatting with him, and uh, I was just really intrigued about all of his fight knowledge, you know. Um, he doesn't think like most fighters. He, he thinks outside the box. So um, I, I asked him to help me. I, I took a fight on short notice that, he, you know, he didn't know about or what didn't approve, and, you know, I asked him to help me, and, uh, you know, he told me – uh, you better do everything I say, like everything. So I'm, I, I told him I trust you. Like let's do this, and you know we we probably beat a kid that we, I think we had seven days to get ready, and I think we beat a kid that you know we pro- probably wouldn't have beat you know if if it were just me. Um, you know I I had coached there and I had his knowledge, and so um, yeah. After that, there was a there was a small break. He moved away, and then then you know I eventually moved in with him, and that's. That's when he told me, you know, like, you're, you're not as good as you think you can be. That was, you know, he, he always elaborated, like, you can be there. You can be that, mm-hmm. you know, that good. But, you know, you need to tighten up your defense. You need to quit, quicken up your hands. You need to get better um, uh, better feet. You need to, you know, have better footwork. You need to have better accuracy, and you need more strength. And so, you know, it's kind of um, – a humbling and an awakening moment, you know. I I trusted him and and started listening and trying to get stronger and more yeah, accurate and faster. And we've just been, you know, keeping at it ever since. So, um, you know, we're like family. Me and my coach, we live, you know, we've lived together. We we eat together. We sleep together. You know. So I mean, so it's just like. It's a family business for us, you know. I know that Coach has supported you, but how have you supported Coach? Um, man, I'm 
me and Coach have been through a lot together from, you know, almost, uh, me almost leaving to coming back to, you know, divorces and family issues. And, you know, we just got each other's back regardless of what's going on or what's happening. And, you know, I'm, I'm there for him and he's there for me. So, Absolutely. And the one thing uh, that Tung was mentioning about uh, your coaches and whatnot, uh, with, with, in terms of being a bond, it, just explain to me uh, how that bond has changed from where you were from the beginning. Because I know you, you, you first started doing this just, you know, as, a, as something to do. And I remember we had you on the last time you were talking about how you just did it, you know, just could get tired of washing cars. Uh, pretty much how, how, much, how, how much, explain that dynamic to me, how, how much of importance it really is. Man, I'm, uh, people call us the dynamic duo. It's just uh, what we have. What we have works, you know. Um, there, I mean, in the in the fight world today, everybody's so, you know, shady and, and and not loyal. You know, especially in the MMA world, they'll, you know, lose a couple fights and leave their coach and go to different gyms and, um, you know, there's there's contracts and people signing things and. All that, and me, me and Coach have never done it that way. We've, we, we've, I've never signed any contract with him or paper with him. It, you know, we shook hands, and that was our agreement. And, and you know, we've been through a lot together. And it's just we're, we're the dynamic duo, man. Without, without me, there's no coach. Without Coach, there's no me. So it's just that's how things work, you know. Yeah. It Funny you mentioned dynamic duos because when people mention dynamic duos, as you well know, you, you Batman, Robin, uh, Adam and Eve, Simon and Garfunkel. What if, if you had to put on a scale along those lines? Would you consider would you, would you consider Batman and Robin? Um, uh, you know, I've always been a Superman fan, so I don't. He don't. You don't really oh. have a sidekick. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I know that um, you and Coach refer to one another, at least on Facebook, as brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're family, man. You know, it's um, it's it, it's family. My my brothers consider him family. My parents consider him family. You know, he's he, his son calls me Uncle Clay. You know, mm -hmm. we we have no real relation other than me and Coach and. So it's just, yeah, we're family, man. That's what it is. And speaking of brothers, I know that when we talked to you last, your little brother was with you while you were training for the August 22nd fight. And uh, this is kind of a, a, a three-part question. Um, I know with the legacy of Joe Lewis and Joe Lewis Bourbon, perseverance and sacrifice have been those tenets of what makes him great and what makes him a champion. Um, if you could, just tell us a little bit about your brother. How do you see him as a boxer and a fighter? What lessons do you think that you have imparted on him? And what advice would you give him? Because if I recall correctly, he's getting ready to embark on his own professional fight, boxing and fighting career. Yeah, so, you know, he's he's was great in the amateurs boxing. Um, you know, he has more amateur accolades than I ever had. Uh, you know, Silver Gloves regional champ. I think he was the runner-up in nationals. So, um, you know, he has he definitely has the experience. Um, he's still young and, and growing as a fighter. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, I've, I've been through this game a handful of times, and I've made 
a thousand mistakes and I've learned from those mistakes. So, um, you know, it's nice being able to, you know, have a little direction the second time around with, with my little brother, you know, mm-hmm. we, we, we know how we want to go about things. So, um, he's been working hard with me every day and we've been talking about getting him a fight lined up in November. Uh, it might be a mixed martial arts fight. Okay. Um, he wants to do boxing as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's been staying busy and he's, he's coming up and I mean, he's six one one thirty five. Okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'll probably fight at 135, 140. So tall, linky kid should be, you know, he's every bit as tough as me. Maybe not quite. But. <laughs> what makes you <laughs> but, tougher? You know, what do you think makes you tougher? I'm just durable, man. I'm, He's kind of a pretty boy. Okay. Okay, <laughs> He's kind of skinny, man. He's kind of, I'm just a durable guy, man. But, you know, he's very talented. He takes it very seriously. He's constantly working on tech, his technique. And, you know, coach calls him out. You know, he, when he very first came down here, coach called him out on about 50 things, like, right off the bat. Like, you need yeah. to stop doing this, start doing this, stop doing this. And, and you know, so he's been – Working every day. Here he is, right here. So, hey, uh, hey! Do yeah. you think he can come on the show? Yeah, he'll come on the show one day. We'll get him a couple wins first. Okay, that? <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds good. And what do you think has been your strongest piece of advice to him? Yeah, uh, just staying focused um, and being consistent. You know, that's that's really the biggest part. Um, in, in my career is just the consistency, you know. I fight often, and yeah, yeah, you know, there's there's always somebody that's going to be a better boxer or move a little better, or be a little quicker. But I don't think there's very many people that are better fighters than me. You know, I, I'm I'm well rounded, and and you know, I've been doing this my whole entire life, so my fight IQ is really really high and I, I don't I don't think people in the boxing world give me give me credit you know they, they think I'm just this barbarian going out there and just slugging you know and that's that's not there's a rhyme and a reason to every little thing I do in, in, in the fight so um, what do you want them to give you credit for Man, I look good, man. Like, yeah. I'm okay, okay. I'm beating okay. guys, man. They're saying, like, oh, you know, it's fundamentals, this and that. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm beating these guys. Like, I think I look pretty good, you know. I'm, I'm beating undefeated guys, and I'm only getting better, so. You are. You are. You, you said recently, I didn't think that I would blow up this big. I didn't think that I would get this much publicity. I mean, boxing's huge, and it's been around way longer than MMA. So there's a lot of fans in boxing. I didn't realize how much publicity you could get just boxing, just because it wasn't my sport at the time. But now, I love it. And what do you think makes you the best boxing story? I'm doing stuff that nobody else is doing. And, and we, you know, we picked a different route. We, we went about the whole thing different, you know. We didn't pat our record. We... We went after the toughest guys, you know. We fought all the undefeated guys. We, yeah, yeah we're just—I'm different. 
I'm outside the box, you know? Okay. No, nobody's doing it like me. Nobody. Okay. So. okay. Now, I know that you have said that you've kind of humbled yourself some, and you don't talk as much trash as you used to. So if we could give you, like, 20 to 30 seconds to talk trash, what would you say? About this upcoming fight? Well, A, A I, I won the first fight. I was going to B, ask you about I've, that. I've, I've given myself a... I've given myself a nickname. I, I've been calling myself the O-Collector. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, I've had one shot to collect this guy's O, and, you know, I didn't quite – I thought I got it, but, some, you know, a couple judges in his hometown saw it a little different. So I'm, I'm going to go collect his O, honestly. It's, you're giving me – he's giving me another shot to go collect his O, like – I'm I'm ten times the fighter I was the first time okay. around. I've fought better competition than he's been fighting. I fought undefeated guys. I've been fighting way more often. So it's like, and he's gonna jump on and say he won that last fight. He's crazy, man. He's in fact, crazy. In fact, we, we, we pick you back up on that. The person that Clay is mentioning on the show, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, he's facing. Uh, Once I make sure I got his name right, Quincy Lavalius who you fought yeah. last year in at the Fillmore in New Orleans. I saw the fight myself, Clay, and I'm going to be honest with you, man. I, I think he got robbed. So I'm going to you. <laughs> My question to you is this: uh, if, 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 if you're the key to that fight, the last go round, because I found there's footage of it on the internet. I found it the other day. Uh, the one thing I, rec I recognize from that fight that you've done differently from the fights you've done against Kaminsky and Nelson, and even your last one against Williams is: I think you picked up your footwork. Would you say the same thing? Yeah, I mean, I've been working on my movement all together, um, yeah. not not just my footwork, but in, in that last fight, I kept backing up and standing up tall and. He'd throw some ugly overhand. It didn't ever hurt. It was kind of slappy, but it looked good. You know, it, look, it looked big. And so then the fans would all ooh and ah. And, you know, he never, never really hurt me or anything like that. But I just – I wasn't moving as well, you know. I wasn't staying low and, and changing my angles and, you know, rolling my shoulders. And so, I mean, like I said, I've, I've improved light years since that last fight. I fought – how I don't know how how many times eleven times or at something least eleven. Like mm -hmm. Yeah, so I mean I've, I'm I, I was still figuring out how to get back, you know, how to box again. You know, I've been doing MMA for so long. I think he was like my second or third boxing match. So I, I'm in the swing of things now. I'm in the groove. So yeah, I got to collect that. Oh man, absolutely. And this bit may be piggyback. Uh, so you're are you, are you officially on the on the uh, fight card for Lomachenko Lopez happening in October? Yes, contract signed 17th. Nice, because the last time we had you on, we, we asked you about the, what you wanted to be on a big card with Lomachenko Lopez or Wilder Fury. Say this fight uh, goes the way we, I predict as usual, like you, you make this quick work like the last few fights you've had. Would you think you'd be able, uh, uh, be able to turn back around and, and fight on the Wilder Fury card in December? Man, if they'll let me, man. Yeah. I'll fight, I'll fight every other day if it's all right. <laughs> if I don't get beat up, so. That's what, I, that's what I do, man. I'm a fighter. Yeah. That was our bet that you would say that. So, for this next fight, how many rounds do you think it's going to take you to collect that O? Yeah. Man, I'm staying in four again, man. I've, okay. I've been staying in four this, these past two. 
and um, you know I'm hitting hard right now. I'm big. I'm strong. I got got to get my weight down a little bit, but I'm gonna keep that size. And I'm gonna, uh, I'm hitting hard right now. So, All right. Yeah, four rounds, baby. Nice. Got you. I hear that, Marquise. You got that right. Absolutely. I'm writing it down. Okay. So Cassius Clay Collard, how can we watch this next fight? How can we follow you? Yeah, so um, next fight's on ESPN. I believe uh, they were going to do a pay-per-view, but they didn't okay. uh, because of yeah. the whole pandemic and everything. They, they want to have it to where people can view it. So um, ESPN Plus, you'll be able to watch the fight. You can follow me on uh, Instagram. That's Cassius underscore Clay MMA. And then uh, my Twitter's CCC Collard. Um, if you want to follow me and what I'm doing. so Got it. And Marquise, we know that you were going to give it some more coverage too with Big Fight Weekend. How can we follow you? Absolutely. You can find my updated news on this fight as well as others at BigFightWeekend.com. All right. And you'll find me here next week. Same time, same place. Joe Lewis Bourbon with uh, Podcast Detroit and Big Fight Weekend. Thanks for joining us. Cassius, thank you so much for joining us again today. We really appreciate it. And thank you, guys. It was a pleasure. As always. Thank you.